It's the same with Satan and Mary and God. He knows God is God. He's not stupid. He's expected. God will whip him up. He knows that. God can Mm. beat him up. He knows that. That's why Satan fears Mary more Mm. than God. I feared that little girl on that wrestling mat more than I did the Japanese national champion. Oh yeah, Beatitudes Nation. Welcome to the Beatitudes Experience, a podcast for Christian men looking to grow in humor and holiness and doing it all through authentic fraternity with one another as we seek to be closer to God and closer to our friends, to our buddies. Buddies we know and buddies all over the world that we don't know, but we're getting to know today. And speaking of buddies... I want to introduce myself first. My name's Jeff. My, my favorite, Your favorite buddy. buddy. <laughs> Good transitions. Speaking of buddies, you yourself. This next guy's awesome. If that's not appropriate, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I told you, Paul today I was feeling a little bit wonky, and he goes, like compared to normal. <laughs> yeah. Okay. My name's Jeff Shufflebein. I'm one of the Beatitudes, and I'm so glad to be here with my fellow Beatitudes, Paul Colker. Howdy, 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 Paul. And then also Nicholas Besner. What's going on? Not much, but um, about to be a lot. Mm. Yes. And that's because Nick. I think Nick, you stepped up. You knew I was in a pretty busy period of life, and you're like, you know what? Why don't I set up a guest and set up some stuff for the show? And then he went and hit a grand slam. Yeah, well, pretty big deal. I mean, credit to my father-in-law, Wayne. Uh, he just said, hey, I got this priest. I think he should be on your show. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> hey, I got a question for you, Nick. Serious question. Nobody watching YouTube will know this until I, I can expose this. But are you saying credit to my father-in-law because he's over your shoulder right now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is. He's currently in studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, credit to Wayne. Credit to Wayne. Uh, he he mentioned uh, you got to you got to. I, I was after mass. I was talking to Father Chris. You know he, he's got to be on your show. He's all he's right. Awesome. Then you get to introduce who's Father Chris. So Father Chris Alar, uh, which I don't know you as well as Wayne, but you are currently running what the Shrine of Divine Mercy mm-hmm. in Massachusetts. So no. you're here from Massachusetts. Yes, I'm here as a Det- representing the Detroit Lions. The, uh, oh, we're very game. ecumenical on this uh, show. So <laughs> we uh, we used the excuse that we're coming to visit one of our donors. This is Wayne. And uh, I just left out the part where I was also going to the Lions-Cowboys game. So, well, uh, now, he good. is wearing a Cowboys shirt in <laughs> studio as well. No, I don't think, I, I'm afraid I've already consulted uh, with the experts. And so in my... Uh, friends in the lion sphere and uh, with our <laughs> top D back out our top D lineman out and our best edge rusher out we don't have too high hopes for uh, for the uh, for the game high hopes we, for we, a great time we will still have a good time we're we'll recording this time. show you know probably five six weeks before it comes out in mid-February your prediction on the, sh- <laughs> on the game tonight Cowboys Lions yeah, December 30th we yeah let's will, we're not going to make a dent this year, but next year we will. We will. We okay, will. now let's record the alternate, and then we'll edit in whichever one actually happens. I told you we were going to win. I told you. We there were it is. Okay, perfect. 
That is perfect. Uh, and uh, I do like that uh, That we're very ecumenical here. We'll accept all. Why the love of the Lions? Where does this come from? Is something uh, wrong? Being a Detroiter, <laughs> growing up in Detroit, we suffered. I go back to the <laughs> days uh, of uh, the the old school, but uh, Detroit then had the brief uh, time with uh, Barry Sanders. Still, oh, you can say what you want about Emmett. Barry Sanders was the greatest. Far better. I, I tell you what, if Barry ran behind the line and had yes. the quarterback you guys had, yes. he would have ran for 2,000 yards every year. Yeah. Even though he did in Detroit for one year, but he would have done it every year right. in, uh, in in either Green Bay or Dallas at the time. You know, Green Bay passed up on him. Green Bay passed up on him on the in the draft. So they passed up on me too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just going record here. Something's wrong in Green Bay. Now, I mean, you're you're a priest and you support the Lions. Now, you know a lot of the the early martyrs were were killed yes. by Lions, right? That's right. That's, that's just, a good point. I just throwing that out there. Yeah. You know, and for, none were killed by Cowboys. No, <laughs> maybe anachronism, but yeah, that's true. Technically, none were killed by Cowboys. That's right. That's that's a good point. I never thought of that. We're watching a conversion, right? No. Yeah, yeah. No, if anything, he's praying for our souls. We're trying to guilt him into this in the moment. Father, you uh, have a very unique background. Um, I don't know your whole background. You have a very unique position right now yeah. at the Shrine of Divine Mercy. Mm-hmm. Can we just start from maybe the basics of this? Sure. There are people listening, both Catholic and non-Catholic, who don't even know what Divine Mercy is. So sure. yeah. let's just, we're just going to hand you the mic that's in front of you and tell you to go. <laughs> yeah, we've been blessed. The good Lord has, you know, ironically, God brings a greater good out of even the crazy world and the evilest tough times, COVID. Um, mm. Before COVID hit our Divine Mercy, you know, we people knew of Divine Mercy through EWTN and, and other things, the chaplet of Divine Mercy. But when COVID hit, uh, we, we began, we were one of the first ones on doing the live streaming of our masses. I created a talk series called explaining the faith where um, I did something very different, I guess. People, everybody told me I was crazy. Everybody said, Father, your talk's got to be 10 minutes max. You got to have these short little video clips. Americans now are too stupid to be able to, <laughs> to, 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 to find anything of attention span longer than that. And I said, I'm going to do a 90-minute uh, series of 90-minute episodes. And they're like, you're the most insane person we've ever heard. I, I, I'm going back to seminary. I said, that was the best time of my life. No. And I saved all my notes. I was meticulous. I, I'm sitting in seminary just going, why doesn't the world know this stuff? I learned some of the greatest things in seminary. Kept it all. And so I started a series uh, taking people back to seminary with me. And it's exploded. We uh, we have over half a million uh, view uh, subscribers now, and uh, out of the 158 episodes we've done, uh, they've several over a million views. Only three have under 50,000 views. Wow! Only three of the hundreds. Uh, Similar numbers to the Beatitudes. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Get it out there. I will say there is a similarity. Get it out there. You're crazy. Why are you doing this? Yeah. 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 It we all started there. We, we have heard that too, yes. But we've been blessed. And then EWTN picked up on it and uh, gave me a call and said, we really like what you're doing. Can you just shorten it? And we would like you to do a show. So we started a brand new show a couple years ago called Living Divine Mercy. Uh, hmm. It's on every Wednesday night, 6.30 Eastern time. Uh, so it'd be 5.30 Central. And we have some amazing stories on there. So I do a little teaching section in the beginning. And then we have guests. Um, We have stories, human interest stories and guests that we bring from around the world. And it has really, really been fun. We've had a lot of uh, great guests and great experiences. And so on top of that, 
Um, I was the director, or still am, of the Association of Marion Helpers. We're 1.5 million um, in the association that our job is to pray for each other um, and spread divine mercy. And then this May, I was elected provincial superior and have not yet given up the Father Joseph yet because of the transition. So I'm got four official priest jobs. Father Joseph <laughs> is the, the title yes, of your correct. role at, at the shrine or as your role? The, as the director of the Association of Marian oh, Helpers. The, okay. yeah. so, and your order, what is your order? Uh, the priest? Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. And we're the order known uh, of, the, of all the orders in the church of spreading divine mercy. You know, people think the Fathers of Mercy, and they're great guys, we were just talking about them. Wayne Meninas, Ken Jurassi, uh, Ken Jurassi. Uh, Bill Casey, these are phenomenal guys. But when it comes to actually who was entrusted in the church to spread the message of divine mercy, it was the Marians of the Immaculate Conception. Mm. And so we're the ones that brought the diary, the image to the Western world. And we're very much um, just shocked that God would use us. <laughs> Roll it back. The diary, the image. Yeah. St. Faustina, like there's people who have, like, I'm wearing yeah. the socks for you right now, the divine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, also, I got good the same. I got, I got my Divine Mercy socks too. I, 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 that's I didn't even, I got. That's I didn't even plan it. Wait, these are the, that's oh, the I got the newer got. version. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, that's the pure I got. Rolling I have new versions. I have non-matching soccer religious socks on right now. I didn't even plan that. that I wasn't even. I just put on socks. <laughs> the cool. dude is wearing nativity on one side and hell Mary full of grace on the other. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Brother. It was a rushed morning. I love it. Okay, but so. Talk us through. I mean, I have I have friends listening, mm -hmm. and some of them are in Australia. That um, I did a world tour of Australia twice. It's our they, second biggest country here. They are hungry. They are hungry down there, mm. and uh, uh, boy, they've been uh, they've been left to hang out to dry so many ways. Mm. And now the remnant there is really holding on. So we just finished. I was through the entire country, even down to Tasmania. Um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the image. And uh, what is divine mercy? Okay. What is yeah? Let's go into that part of this story. Jesus came and appeared to a nun um, back in the 1930s, uh, named Saint Faustina. And really, divine mercy is not new. Divine mercy is, as John Paul always talked about, but even Benedict really enforced or, or uh, emphasized. Divine mercy is the nucleus of the gospel. There's, um, it's not some devotion. I mean, devotions are great, but they're not mandatory in the Catholic Church. They're, they're, you know, they're they're additional things that help us with our 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 faith life. But the divine mercy is unique in that it's not just a devotion. It's both a message and a devotion. And the message is the nucleus of the gospel. And God's been trying to give us that for the beginning of mankind. We don't listen. You know, we didn't. So finally, He raised up this great saint. And he said, you, St. Faustina, you will help prepare the world for my final coming. So this little nun who didn't have but three years of education, uh, it, it was nobody from nowhere. That's who God picks. You know, who did God pick? Who does God pick? Well, Moses stuttered so bad, nobody could understand him. He said, Lord, why are you picking me? So Mary, poor, nobody would expect Mary. My favorite, St. Paul. You ever see those statues in Rome of St. Paul? He's this giant hulking figure with lightning bolts and crushing the, the heretics. You know who St. Paul was? He was ball-headed, uh, hook-nosed. He was, um, how did they describe it? This is, this is from the Apocryphal Gospels. Um, ball-headed, 
um, hooked nose, bow legged, and four foot eight. That was St. Paul. The mighty Paul. Yeah, St. Paul. Wow. He was ball headed, bow legged, hook nose, and four foot eight. And he changed the world. Wow. He changed the world. And so St. Faustina was one that you wouldn't expect to be used. He did. And here's the bottom line Jesus told St. Faustina, divine mercy is mankind's last hope of salvation. That's it. Everything else culminates. Everything that's been in salvation history has led up to the official final way that our Lord brought us divine mercy. And when he said that, that it's mankind's last hope of salvation, uh, and then he explained to St. Faustina all about that this is the most incredible message of our times and one that we can't not pay attention to today. And so we talk about her diary. Go into the diary, then the resulting image, and how that all makes it over to America. Yeah, it's so funny. Um, my, you know, it's funny because my dad, when I became, when I announced to my family I was going to become a priest, uh, my mom cried for three days. My dad <laughs> said I would never m- make it as a priest, and my 82-year-old aunt said, I thought you liked girls. <laughs> and so my family was shocked. We've never had a priest. Yeah. And, but anyway, after I became a priest, my parents really started, my family really started catching on. It's a lot of grace. And so my dad really started to become interested in mm. who Faustino was and who, what Divine Mercy was. So one day, um, we, were getting, we were approaching February 22nd, and I said to my dad, I said, hey, Dad, you know what today's date is? And I said, and I was referring to St. Faustina, that's the date that Jesus gave her the image in 1931. And I said to him, hey, Dad, I said, you know what today's date is? It's really sniffy. He goes, yes, I do. And I was like, really? And I said, you know what happened on today's date? He said, absolutely. I was like, well, maybe he, you know, maybe he does know. This is the image of divine mercy. And he says, absolutely one of the most important days ever. And I'm like, Dad, yeah, that's right. That's great. And he goes, it's the day the United States 1980 hockey team beat the Russians. (laughs) (laughs) Do you believe in miracles? Yes, so that was the miracle. The miracle was the United States beating the the Russians in 1980. Truly a sign of divine mercy. (laughs) It was. It was. But uh, that was the date that Jesus appeared to St. Faustina. He appeared to her. We know that this wasn't some internal vision. It really, he was there because the bright light that was coming from underneath her door, the other nuns saw. uh, Mm. Two kids stopped outside the convent, said there's an airplane on the roof. Christ appeared literally to her um, and gave her the image as he appeared to her in the robe, right hand in a blessing. Uh, the entire Paschal mystery is explained in that image. If you've ever seen the image, it's the, ray, the rays of the blood and the water coming from the heart. All of it has significance. And on our YouTube channel, you can find complete talks that I do about that image. And so then as Jesus started giving her all of this understanding of what divine mercy is, her confessor uh, told her to write it down. And she started to document it. And in all of that writing, we compiled it. The Marian Fathers really brought it to the world, which is what we call uh, Divine Mercy in My Soul, more popular known as the Diary of St. Faustina. All right. So the Marian Fathers, you get a hold of this, and it ends up— why is there a national shrine in America? What's happening Mm -hmm. on the American side of this story? Yeah, you know, in fact, Divine Mercy is so important to spread worldwide that um, Jesus— you know, told St. Faustina that this was going to become a worldwide movement. And again, it's not just a devotion, because the devotion we can think of easy is the acronym Finch. 
like the little bird, mm -hmm. F-I-N-C-H. F is the feast of divine mercy. I is the image of divine mercy. N is the novena of divine mercy. C is the chaplet of divine mercy. And H is the hour of divine mercy. You guys know what hour of divine mercy is? What Three, time? 3 p.m. Okay. All right. Yeah. You know, in the Philippines, they stop what they're doing and it actually, they stop even like in the, in the grocery stores and in the malls and they, they do the um, blood and water prayer. The, uh, wow. Yeah, yeah. They stop in the Philippines. They actually stop to pray the chaplet. How cool. Around the world. In fact, when I was in the Philippines, because I just got done doing a world tour of Divine Mercies in Ireland. Um, I was in Europe, um, now uh, then Australia, Tasmania, Solomon Islands. Um, and we went to the Philippines. And the president of the Philippines, Marcos, invited me to the presidential palace to bless the nation of the Philippines and wow. to bless him. So what an honor because, you know, Marcos don't always have the, <laughs> the cleanest record. Uh, but, uh, but wow, the guy's asking for God's mercy for the country. Explains why, Saint, explains why Saint Paul wrote a letter to them. Uh, yeah, <laughs> in fact, the two, uh, the the uh, was it the seventh grade when I was in seventh grade, a letter from Saint Paul to the Filipinos. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Philippians. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Paul, if we could just shave your head, break your nose, and jack up your leg a little bit, I could you're be already there. kind of shorter. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for that. I'm trying to help you reach sainthood. The heights of sanctity. As four, I always say when I, begin, when I give my talks, I always say, as you can tell by looking at me, I was a wrestler, not a basketball player. <laughs> That's it. I've been wrestling since third grade, so nice. uh, I and fit now, that mold. Now it's the, the wrestling of Jacob with the angels. Yes, oh, yes. exactly. But That's no, Divine Mercy is... <clears throat> and in, 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 in that finch, the, the, the devotion, F-I-N-C-H, the feast, the image, the novena, the chapel, and the hour of mercy are how we express the devotion. But really, it goes back to the message of divine mercy, which is the heart of the Gospels. It's the heart of the, of the essence of our religion, our faith. And that is easy as ABC. And now you do have to remember is A stands for ask for God's mercy. B stands for be merciful to each other. And C stands for completely trust in God's mercy. You know, it's funny because you want to get to heaven? All the viewers want to get to heaven here, right? I want to get to heaven. You guys want to get to heaven. Yes, sir. You wouldn't be here. All you got to know is those three things. Mm. If you have all three of those things, you guarantee you will get to heaven. If you are missing any one, you can't get to heaven. A, ask for God's mercy. If you don't ask for, the Bible says, if you don't ask for forgiveness and God's mercy, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. It's very clear. B, be merciful to each other. That is staple of the of the bible right matthew 25 the sheep and the goats all their non-protestant or uh, non-catholic brethren our protestant brethren they they just miss that they miss the point that you got to have not works of the law but works of love that's the key message that they don't get and in fact uh adam and eve after they fell what was the problem with adam and eve the problem with adam and eve wasn't so much that they sinned he listened to his wife yeah i mean not <laughs> only that but 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 they i'm getting in trouble for that one not so. only did they sin it was not it, yeah it was that but it was what they did afterwards a did they ask for god's mercy 
No, no, mm. they, 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 they ran blamed, and they hid. Blamed each other. They blamed and... Yeah, B, be merciful to each other. Did they oh, be merciful B to each other? B was blame? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, B is, All, B is a, blame. always hide, B, blame the other one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So B is blame, they blamed each other. You know, Adam's like, Lord, it's the woman you gave me. And um, and it's so funny because when I when I was ordained a priest, I went to the shrine and the, the very first confessions I ever heard, we have these precious ladies that are kind of staples at the shrine and and they were all excited because we have a new priest, we have a new priest and and I go into one of my first confessions, it was precious and this lady, she's like in her late seventies, early eighties, and she sits down and she says, Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. My husband did this, and my husband did that, and my husband did this. And I said, now, ma'am, wait, wait, wait. Now, remember, we're here for your confession, not your husband's. Your husband is forgiven. Now, what yeah, are you going right. to do? Well, it's vicarious atonement, right? Is that? That's, that's a good point. And she, no. said, and she said, you're right, Father. You're right. Two become one. And yeah. she Maybe said, she's playing that angle. Yeah, and she said, Father, you're, you're right. You're right. I, I, I guess I have to confess impatience. When my husband does this, <laughs> when my husband does that. And so. we're back. <laughs> so. yeah, the no. C is chalk it up to original sin. We got ABCs on the bad side. Let's yeah. go for the other. I That's like right. these ABCs. Yeah. We're going to say ask, ask for God's blessing. Yeah, ask for God's mercy. Be, be merciful. Be merciful to each other. And C is the biggest one. People don't think of this. Completely trust in God's mercy. Jesus told St. Faustina, that and we all know how you get to heaven. What's the one word? What's the one word that gets you to heaven? There's only one way to get to heaven. What's the one word? Jesus, love, God grace. saves. Oh, grace. 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 I didn't say so anything. <laughs> I was really proud of you guys. <laughs> Throwing them out there. All right, grace. Please? That's that's the only way you get to heaven. God's grace. We we don't earn it. We don't merit it. We 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 mm. cooperate with it. So here's the point. Jesus told Saint Faustina, trust is the vessel by which all grace is received. Mm. You want to get to heaven, you need grace. Well, how do you get grace? You got to you got to collect God's grace. Trust is the vessel by which God's grace is received. And, and what is trust? Trust is simply accepting the help that God gives you and what's the help he gives us? Mary and the church. Mary and the church. So you really want to trust God? Accept the help he gives you. What's the biggest help he gives us? Mary and the church. Woman, behold your son. Son, mm -hmm. behold your mother. Yeah, this is, I mean, <coughs> such a missed opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> Father, my first introduction to the National Shrine was um, when I fell in love with the version of the Divine Mercy Chaplet that's sung, yeah. right? And they show the video, and you yeah. can see, in, I think, inside of the actual shrine. Yes, correct. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about uh, where is the shrine? Are you based there? And what yeah. could people expect if they I, I always ask the question. Uh, there's two versions out there. There's Ooh. one with the two ladies and the African-American man, yep. and then there's the Vinnie Flynn family. Which which one is the one? That's I don't know the Flynns. I know the other ones. Yes, that's the most common one. And we had an incredible story on our show, Living Divine Mercy, about that African-American man. He had kidney failure and was dying, was declared, was pretty much dead. And we began a prayer uh, 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 movement for him. And a miraculous donor match, very, very, very rare opportunity. He's completely healed now. Uh, Michael Bethesda. It's wow. an amazing story. Amazing story. So, yes, Shrine. We are in Western Massachusetts on the New York border, um, on the far end, opposite of Boston, and uh, right on the New York border. And at the National Shrine of Divine Mercy, people come from all over the world. Divine Mercy Sunday, we get 25,000 people and um, at, at our, our, our weekend event. And that's, that's always when? The Sunday? After Easter. 
Yep. How, you yes, that? super appropriate <laughs> yeah. to be the eighth day in the Oh, octave. that's a whole nother theology. <laughs> Beautiful. No, we want all of that, your 90-minute oh segments. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so we're going to get all of them right here. This is the longest episode we'll ever I'll do. I'll take eight, <laughs> the eighth day. That That is an entire <laughs> theology that's beautiful. Beautiful. <sighs> But yeah, the shrine is a place for many people to come. We've had many healings. We've had many miracles. We've had, uh, it really is the epicenter of God's mercy in the entire world, in the entire world, even more so than Poland. I was going to say, and why in the U.S.? Like, because what is... a, a majority of all the, uh, the material that comes out about Divine Mercy comes from our printing mm. presses. And I forgot to add that job. Um, I am <laughs> I, I am the head of Miriam Press, which publishes mm. the Bible. Uh, sorry, the uh, diary mm. of Saint Faustina. Wow! So we publish the diary of Saint Faustina. We publish um, all of the famous uh, works that have to do with Divine Mercy. We are caretakers of it, and we also um, we have the image, the Vilnius image. Is I, I hate to say this. It's you know you can't copyright God's mercy, but you have to have some kind of control over things, even in the religious world. Sure. So we have the copyrights to the image and to the diary, and so that's why we. And the reason why is you have to protect it. You yeah. can't you, you know yeah. you can't let just anybody just mess with it and change it. So claim that they're doing yeah, the real thing. Yeah, exactly. make edits. Exactly. Into it. yeah. Yeah. Jesus yeah. didn't say this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> Keep reinterpreting it in different languages so it comes out in a different form of what it was originally. Yeah, like the to be, joy yeah. of Protestantism. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have you know if you and you have that's the beauty of really our Catholic faith yeah. is the fact that is it's it's consistent across no matter if you go to a church in Belgium, if you go to a church in South Africa, if you go to a church in the United States, technically if they're doing it the right way, it's supposed to be the same. Yeah. Father, the beauty. this is going to, we're going to get after the commercial break deeper, and we got a great surprise at the end of the show related to Divine Mercy. But I have a random question for you. Were you a good wrestler or a bad wrestler? <laughs> well, it's funny because I started wrestling in third grade, and I'm going to tell a quick story about Mary if I have time. Please. Okay. All right. So, Wait, can I tell you why I'm asking this? You always are tapping as if you are really used to tapping out. The mask. <laughs> 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 but we didn't have that then. We didn't have that. Just then. got choked it's, out. It's just, not like you just used to slamming people in. Yeah. That's like head to the mat. So not, you went from no mercy to all mercy. Not like the not like the UFC. <laughs> okay, tell your story. All right, real quick, here. I'll try to tell a story. I'll give you an idea of the importance of Mary. Uh, the question when I when I talk to youth, I always ask them, "Who does Satan fear more?" Hmm. Mary or God? Well, they always say God, right? Satan actually fears Mary more than God. Now, why? All right. The perfect story I felt was my example that I felt just really kind of helps me teach this. Number one is I started wrestling in third grade, and by the time I got into high school, I was pretty good. And by the time I got to my senior year, I was top seed, and things were really, really going well. I got you know, um, some some good matches under my belt, got good experience. And all of a sudden, we were picked, I was picked to wrestle as a part of a team from the United States to wrestle the Japanese national championship team. So the Chap Japanese national team traveled over to the United States, and I wrestled the Japanese wrestler who was 169 and zero. <laughs> and, and I lost four to two. I, I still have nightmares over that because <laughs> I, I look back, I was like, you know, if I would have done this, if I would have done that, if I would have done this, I could have won that match. I lost four to two. But my coach and my father both said, great job. Great job. They've never said that about a loss. Never. 
a loss is devastating, no matter who it is. You never, I never heard from my father or my coach, great job mm. over a loss. Yeah. Okay. All right. So they both said that. Now, why? Because I wasn't expected to beat this guy. This guy is the top. This guy's 169 as a year. He's a Japanese national champion. I wasn't expected to even stay on the mat with this guy. Mm. And I could have won. I would lost four to two. Now, let me flash back to when I was in the youth group, age group wrestling. I had to wrestle a girl. And in, in age, youth age group wrestling, they'll call your names, and then they, you go to a, <clears throat> like a classroom there at a school. It's usually the tournaments are held at a school. And you go into the classroom, and they call your name, and then you go with your partner that you're going to wrestle, and you stand in line waiting for a mat to open up. It's like a bunch of little Noah's Ark animals, two by two. <laughs> you're, you're, you're waiting, and, and you know we're the giraffe and the gazelle or whatever. And so we're waiting to get our mats. And this, this girl, I'm standing next to her. I'm not saying anything, and she starts mouthing off. Well, I won the Dexter tournament, and I won the Duran tournament, and I won the Garden City tournament, and I got 26 medals, and I've won my last 32 matches, and I'm ranked this, and I'm ranked that. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm not saying anything. And she's mouthing off, and I won this, and I won that. I'm not saying anything, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm starting to get a little worried. I'm starting to get a little scared. And, you know, I'm in, I think, fourth grade, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I can't lose to a girl. I'll be the laughing stock of the of the playground. I'll be the my dad'll disown me. <laughs> you know, my dad's gonna disown me. And all of a sudden my dad, who was sitting next standing next to me because the coaches would stand next to you, and my dad hears this girl mouthing off and he looks at her in my dad's total political correctness. He's Vietnam Marine, flew helicopters out of Vietnam. And my dad looks at her and he says, Well, honey. You're not going to win this one. <laughs> I was scared to death. <laughs> to this day, I have never been more scared before a match than that one. Ever. Why? Why do you think it is? Pride. Mm. Because, I okay, I was expected to beat uh, this girl. And mm. so the fear of losing to a girl was something that my pride couldn't handle, even in fourth grade. Well... I lost to the Japanese national champion my senior year, but that was, you know, I did a good job. I wasn't expected to win. It's the same with Satan and Mary and God. He knows God is God. He's not stupid. He's expected. God will whip him up. He knows that. God can mm. beat him up. He knows that. But to lose to a 15-year-old Jewish girl is more than his pride can mm. handle. He just wow. can't accept losing to a 15-year-old Jewish girl. He understands losing to God, but he does not understand losing to a 15-year-old Jewish girl. His pride absolutely can't handle it. That's why Satan fears Mary more than God. I feared that little girl on that wrestling mat more than I did the Japanese national champion mm -hmm. because of pride. That is an incredible analogy. Wow. <laughs> that is amazing. It's, yeah. it, it's, a, it's a great one. I feel that you can relate to young just, men that, yeah. you know, trying to understand why. Home. Why Mary? Why Mary? Well, because the, his pride. Well, to it, lose to a 15-year-old that's, that's, that's who Satan is, right? Yeah. It's like he's pride. king of pride. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and it says a lot about God, the way that he humbles yes. other people as well. Absolutely. Like if you're going to set yourself up in opposition to him, he'll, he'll use yep. the, the less and the least according to yep. the pride. To, to humble you. That's incredible. Well, yeah, speaking so. of um, just wrestling with pride and having a chance to beat <laughs> each other, uh, we would like to play a game and let you judge us. This game is... It's called Blessed Are the Joke Makers, uh, <laughs> for they shall inherit the points. 
Today it's going to be worth 92 points. All right, Why so, 92? Uh, I was looking at the clock and I found <laughs> 92. He's, he's very <laughs> meticulous. <laughs> Paul's going to explain this game to you, and we're going to try to swallow our pride as we don't lose to each other. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, so the way this works, we got a, car- a character card and a Catholic card game card, and we have to answer the Catholic card game card okay. as this character. So we have to take on a okay. persona. We all have to try our hand at whatever the persona okay. is. So I'm the judge. You guys yeah. are the participants. Yep. Okay. Yes. Okay. And you can uh, either be harsh or merciful, okay. depending on how you decide, you know. But remember the ABCs. And yes. Also yeah. remember the meek. Yeah. And <laughs> please. If you call yourself the meek. And, the, and the pandering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So the character <laughs> card that we all have to be is, as an aging beauty queen... We have to answer the prompt. You'll find this in heaven. Well, you're going to find this episode of the Beatitudes on repeat in heaven because when Father Chris showed up, we all had a chance to go back to our Melly Vanelli days and look over at Nick's father-in-law and say... Blame it on Dwayne. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm old. <laughs> As an aging beauty queen, I would just like to say that, well, of course in heaven you'll find world peace, but also on account of the teeth that have fallen out over the years, you will find world peas. <laughs> <laughs> squish, squish. As an aging beauty queen, I found it so great that in heaven I can always go into my closet and find my old knickers from when I was cheering on Roger Staubach and all them boys on the sidelines. I got my white boots and, and short skirts, and you will always find the replays of that December 30th Cowboys-Lions game because it's such a good one. Nail-biter, really. And you will always find that in heaven. Father, Uh, go back to when you were more judgy and less merciful and dish out some points. Well, now, okay, does it out of total 92? Yeah, there's no split in here. No split. Yeah. yeah, it's not like two people are going to be on the podium like this. Like one person's at the top of the podium, the other two are mopping the floors. <laughs> okay, I, I, you know, for for historical reality, I think, you know, we got to go with Nick here because, yes. you know, the, the Lions-Cowboys, you know, we lost in a playoff game in 1970 to the Dallas Cowboys. So, you know what the score was? Five to nothing. <laughs> Who loses a football game five to nothing? How is that even possible? How is that possible? <laughs> that's not a nail biter. That's boring. Full <laughs> cool safety. All right. No touchdowns. But 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 you know I got to give the points to Millie Vanilli because yes! because I just listened when when my doctor told me that I got to get 150 minutes of exercise a week or I'm gonna die. Oh. oh. He did. He did. My heart. My heart. So I went into the gym. I just started getting back in the gym and turned on, you know, the, um, what's that app? The uh, iHeartRadio. Yeah. Okay, yeah. iHeartRadio. Guess what the first song that popped mm. in was? 
Blame it on the rain. Blame it on the rain. And you, and you got motivated. <laughs> Amazing. You know, it's not the best workout song, but it does get you into that R. So I I did, I did, or I should say do, I, I saw, you know, listened to that Vanilli Vanilli song and said, you know, there was some good singing in there. Too bad it wasn't them. Yeah. yeah. For those of you who need historical <laughs> reference, go Google Melly Vanelli and find yeah. a nice scandal, but some pretty amazing music. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, Somebody uh, did it. Somebody uh, did a good job. I'm surprised you didn't listen to the Jackson 5 because they're all about, you know, ABCs. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's right. And there's got to be something about Finch or a little bird, you know, something or something, too. Yeah, carpenters? Don't the carpenters um, have they, something? Yes. Well, that's something. why you read To Kill a Mockingbird, <laughs> so you can read about Atticus Finch. Yeah. <laughs> So. For being our celebrity guest judge, you're getting another pair of sock religious socks. These are Maximilian Colby. Ah, and so, obviously, someone good. who is uh, very much in love with uh, Marion Made devotion. in USA. Very good. That's mm-hmm. right, Indiana. So, um, yeah. we're going to tell all the Beatitudes if they want their own pair of sock religious socks. Check out sockreligious.com slash Beatitudes. Yep. How confident was I in that one? <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> Nailed it. Show 90, and I just got it. I'm watching you, Jeff. <laughs> See if you got it. You got uh, it. Enjoy your own socks. We'll be right back after the break with Father Chris Alar. The team at Aquinas Wealth Advisors believes that good values and good returns are not mutually exclusive. Using a tech smart and morally sound approach, they provide investment alternatives that align with Catholic teachings without sacrificing returns. These days, Faith-driven investors are finding it hard to know where their money is going. They have no visibility into what their dollars are supporting, but there's a better way. Thanks to the Faith and Finance Score from Aquinas Wealth Advisors, you can look into your current holdings to see what you're supporting and make a switch to an advisor that aligns with your values and gives power to your voice. Check out AquinasWealth.com today. Hi, it's Paul Kolker from the Beatitudes here, and I just wanted to share with you guys that I also, outside of the show, perform improv comedy on a regular basis with a group called Divine Comedy. So what we do is we come up with everything on the spot, so whether you're looking for faith-filled, fun, family-friendly comedy for your youth night, or whether you're looking for clean comedy for your corporate event, Divine Comedy can perform for your group and even get you in on the action. So if you'd like to hire us to come out and perform for your next event, check out DivineComedyImprov.com. Divine Comedy, an inferno of fun. Welcome back, everybody. We are here with Father Chris Alar, Alar, Aller. Uh, He's, however, all of them. He's got 10 job titles three, and three names. And three different pronunciations. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, man. What a great first segment there, uh, Father. I am pumped to go to a football game with you later. You're going to? Yeah. Wayne. <laughs> what? That's awesome. There's three Beatitudes. You know that, right? <laughs> next time. Next time. This uh, cowboy shirt. Yeah, I know it. I know it. Hey, Father, on every show we do what's called TBD, the Beatitudes question of the day. That's how initials work. And um, yep. <laughs> all four of us participate. We're going to ask you a question, and we'll answer first, let you jump in. It's a chance for the audience to get to know us, and really, it's a way to bring the tiny table even tinier together. So Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. So today's TBD question brought to you by us is, when is a time in your life that you were um, either presenting something, giving a speech, giving a song, giving a song, singing, that you experienced extreme nervousness, and how did that materialize? 
I would love to share one real quick. Yeah. My brother was getting married. He did it once and uh, decided to have me and his future sister-in-law do a duet during the wedding. And first of all, I don't have a good singing voice. I have stage presence. Don't use stage presence in a wedding. It doesn't work. <laughs> Second, they picked a Brian Adams song called <laughs> um, I Finally Found Someone. And Brian Adams has range, and he's a cheesy dude. And so I'm sitting there trying to sing, and my voice is going, <laughs> and so I'm like doing the thing to try to calm it down. <laughs> it's getting so awkward. I'm bright red. I'm staring at my brother like, why do you not like me? And at one point, I can't even sing this line because it's so like painful to me. And I love my brother. This is just a hard moment for me. Brian Adams says, you're exceptional. That's the whole line. And for the rest of my life and in college, all of his friends would walk by me at school and be like, you're exceptional. You're exceptional. Like, Shut up. Um, but yeah, I didn't know how to make the voice stay. It just went in, out, in, out. Like, uh, Oh, man, yeah. that's great. You're exceptional. Uh, that's Paul, awesome. ever had nerves? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, plenty of different times. Okay, so actually, so I got, um, this was probably 2017, somewhere around there. I got cast in a short film that was, a um it, it was a master's thesis for a guy at ut which was i mean like it was a bigger deal for me at the time it was yeah. one of the bigger projects i had been involved with and so i get there we're on set they had rented out this historic building on campus at ut and it was the whole film was supposed to be set in the in the 50s and so it was like this throwback sort of thing and they had full costuming and all of this and so it was boggling my mind how big of a production this was and then i see um they have another guy while while they're framing up the shot and everything they had other people standing in for us like so i had i had an official stand in Amazing. so i was like this is this is next level like Big this deal. is more than what i've done you know like with my friends and in, in a backyard or whatever that kind of stuff so it I, but I was, you, got, you got a good radio voice. Did oh. they have a stand-in voice too? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, so I um so I'm I'm getting all in my head about mm. the surroundings mm. of everything that was going on with that. Um and so then when we finally step in and like they're framing up the camera and they're they're calling action and stuff, I like had tunnel vision. I, I could feel like weird little like twitches around my mouth and stuff. Like I didn't know what was yeah. happening. I just lost all control <laughs> of of my body is what it felt like. And then, what, I mean, on the third and fourth take, we finally started to get somewhere. But those first couple, I remember, I was like, what, 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 what is happening? Did you yeah. have any like, they're going to replace me oh. in any moment with oh. that guy? <laughs> oh, I, I felt it for, yes, for a good half second there. Thankfully, I made it and... Uh, I made it through, and then that one won this, like, um, it was an HBO film festival, and so it actually got shown on cool. HBO for a little while, That's which awesome. was wild. I mean, it was just a 10-minute yeah. short yeah. film, but still, it was, it's I was a big like, deal. oh, my gosh. And now I can say, as seen on HBO. Yeah. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's right. Awesome. That's right. <laughs> but that was uh, wild. I'll, I'll say, like, similar, I think, it's, it's that moment of, like, prior to beginning is where that nervousness comes in, but once the, like... Once you get going, yes. it generally hmm. uh, shuts off. Didn't no? happen for me. Okay. <laughs> that that was my, I feel like, so I played football in high school, and that was generally the, like, Friday, like, mm. starting at, we would go to mass uh, Friday mornings as a team, which was really cool. He went to the coolest public school of yeah. all time. Yeah, that's <laughs> really incredible. At a, at a public school. Uh, and then, like, from that moment on, it was just like you slowly got more nervous throughout the day. Mm. <laughs> Until the first, like, kick happened, and then it was just like, 
okay, now it's go time. Now there's like a Jesus I trust in you should have been the last prayer of yeah, the day so you could right. calm it back down. Yeah. Father ever had any nerves? Actually speaking, I just have been okay with in country. I don't really think much about it, but I remember one time I did panic because the talk that I was doing was on Is America a Christian Nation? Were we founded on Judeo Christian principles? Or were we founded on the principles of the Enlightenment? Mm. Which, who are we? And so the whole basis of the talk was quotes on the founding fathers. Mm. And I get there, and I get up on the stage, and I reach into my folder, and they're not there. Oh, no. I had taken them out <laughs> to review them and forgot to put them back in. I am, I'm in front of 500 people. Oh. And the entire basis of the talk are the quotes on the founding from the Founding Fathers about Christianity, even Washington, talking about John Adams, talking about how Christian roots and all that. Gone. Complete. Complete. What'd you do? I, I, I just winged it. I'm just like, well, John Adams said we're Christian. You know, <laughs> It was awful. Oh, it, no. it was a bomb. And then I just kept stumbling over my words, repeating, because I, I don't always, I don't read a talk, but you got to have quotes. You got to read them. Yeah, you need your notes. You got to have them. You got to yeah. have them. And so, yeah, that was, uh, oh boy, you could feel your heart come right up through your oh. throat. On that one. Yes. I mean, you got 500 people and you can't say, excuse me, while I go back to my hotel room to get my notes. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. <clears throat> hey, so, Father, we're going to have a bonus show with you on Friday, but we're actually going to do something really cool today. This is our Monday show. It's always a special show. We finish each of these shows with a segment we call Reverse Simpsons. It just means we do every Monday show ends differently than every other one. Well, we had a, an idea came from Nick, and it really is inspired by all this conversation around divine mercy. We thought it would be great if the end of this show is that we're going to stop the show and we're going to start a new short episode where we're actually going to pray the Divine Mercy together with you leading us. Yeah, the Divine Mercy Chaplet, Jesus said to St. Faustina that if you say, no matter how hardened the sinner, if he prays this prayer even once, he will have the graces that will allow him salvation. Mm. That's how wow. powerful this prayer is. So I'd encourage anybody, if you are going to be... Uh, joining us and you don't know the prayer either listen type it up go get a copy go get something like these little booklets we have the prayer mm -hmm. book for catholic men from the catholic men's leadership alliance so that you can pray along with us and come come back to this episode or use this episode as your gateway to lock in with everything that's happening the good works let's talk about this real quick how people can find the shrine of the divine mercy yep and the so please join us uh, on on our website thedivinemercy.org and you can find out all the information about the shrine about the chaplet about the uh message and devotion of divine mercy and the marian fathers of the immaculate, immaculate conception, conception. just mm -hmm. look that up as well yep that's out there and uh where we got our own youtube channel called divine mercy like i said we got half a million subscribers now so please join us Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to join us at our undersized table, subscribe to the video version of the show on YouTube by typing at, that's the symbol at, so shift and two on your keyboard, at the underscore Beatitudes on YouTube. We'll see you there. This podcast is part of the Spoke Street Network. For more great podcasts, visit Spokestreet.com.